Hey, Freedom Family, welcome to the Unlock Your Freedom podcast. My name is Kira Miller. I am the founder and host of this series. Every other week, we'll bring you some of the most life-giving conversations that will empower you to overcome your shame, own your truth, and unlock your freedom. Thank you for joining this conversation today. Now let your freedom journey begin. Hey, Freedom Family, welcome back to the Unlock Your Freedom podcast. My name is Kira Miller, and I am the founder and host of this series. Today's guest, we had my good friend and true lad, Rachel Nemiroff. She talked a lot about how she was bullied as a kid and how she actually struggled a lot with people-pleasing, and also how she realized that compared to everybody else around her, she actually had sort of a broken family situation because her parents were divorced and just had some like things struggling in her family. So she talked a a lot about that and how for the longest time she wasn't really okay with talking about that and she didn't own it. Well, that totally relates to my own story because I recognize the brokenness in my life and I didn't own it for the longest time. But when she decided to finally own what she was going through, just like me, that's actually when she was able to unlock her freedom So yeah, um, if you feel really crippled by shame, but you desire freedom, I truly believe my conversation with Rachel is going to help you to do just that. So I'm stoked to share this one with you guys today. Check it out. So who was Rachel Nemiroff? Wow, I said your name right, first of all. Great. Yes, congrats. In the beginning of your journey with shame. Mm. I would say I just felt like I wasn't good enough and like I didn't have a voice um yeah and just even being more like soft-spoken and shy Mm -hmm. I would say and kind of like ashamed of my story yeah yeah and you were saying people pleasing too right yeah definitely oh yeah I can't forget that (laughs) definitely definitely a big people pleaser for sure just always like looking out um for other people and their needs which I think is good to like an extent but when it becomes so much about becomes your identity yeah yeah Mm -hmm. about everyone else and you just kind of neglect you yourself yeah Yeah. totally yeah how'd you feel like that was sort of playing out in your entire life like go maybe (laughs) from school and friendships your family dynamics and relationships like how did this who you were then play out in like all those areas of life yeah oh that's such a good question (laughs) just making me like think back Um, I would say I just cared so much too about what other people thought of me as well on Mm. top of just making sure, oh, like, am I okay? Do they like me? Like, are they mad at me or what do they need? You know, like that just, that played out so much through my life. Like starting from a young age, I can remember like 10 years old and, and just even stuff with my parents wanting to make sure I please them and Mm. especially my dad too. Mm -hmm. That was someone I always just wanted to. Get his approval. Yeah, get his approval. And yeah, middle school, wanting to fit in with the cool kids. Dude, I get that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of a part of this um, clique in sixth grade. I was like kind of in it, but not. It was like the mean girls. But wait, wait, wait. Were you like the dorky weird one in the group of mean girls? (laughs) They didn't really want me in it, you know? (laughs) So I was the one that got like picked on all the time. Yes, me too. But I wanted so desperately to be in it. Oh, I know. Me too. But we just don't fit in. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, like, going back and actually thinking about that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, even in high school, too, just 
wanting to fit in, wanting to know like where I belong. And so, mm-hmm. um, like you'd ask the people pleasing, just kind of just going along like with what other people were doing sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, I didn't feel like I really fit anywhere, if that makes sense. So it's okay. like there were times where it was mainly in high school where people would invite me like to go to different parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, I remember just being like, oh, they not like me if I go and whatnot. But I, I would spend like several weekends home with my family, like yep. hanging out with them just because. Instead of going out. Yeah, yeah. So I still made certain decisions that weren't like always just doing what I thought everyone else wanted me right. to do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, it just played out a lot in my life. And I wouldn't say, I would say it's been like, I don't know, that for a period of time until like a couple of years ago, I was realizing how much I was doing that. And I yeah. was kind of suffering mm-hmm. inside because I was ignoring my own needs. Cause I always thought that was a selfish thing okay. to do. Okay. So, Dang. yeah. Which I think many of us are like taught that from the beginning, like, from the beginning of time that we're taught (laughs) that like caring about our own needs is selfish when sure it kind of is selfish but it can be a good selfish too like we always think that being selfish is like a bad thing when really it's not necessarily like that so Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know but talk about too how like you did have sort of a rocky your family sort of had like a rocky relationship especially compared to everybody else around you who sort of had like the perfect childhood yeah totally so my parents divorced when I was around six years old we lived in Huntsville Alabama at the time and after they split um my mom and dad we spent like a year or so in Huntsville I think and then we moved up to Pennsylvania where my mom's originally from and yeah um started going to school and going to church and stuff like that and I remember specifically this moment in church when I was looking over on the left-hand side, this family that I really admired and Mm -hmm. the mom and dad were sitting together and all the siblings were there. They just looked perfect in my eyes at that time. I was around like 16 years old and I just remember thinking like, oh wow, their life looks so So perfect perfect. when my parents are divorced now. I'm Mm -hmm. like, we were just going through a tough time and and stuff going on with my sister at the time Mm -hmm. and and my mom being a single mom and then she had gotten remarried. So there was just a lot of changes like happening to since all that like went down and Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, that was pretty, pretty hard because I would look at other people and just think their life was perfect, especially if their parents were together too, because mine weren't. So I just thought like, Oh, these broken people. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Why am I different? All of that. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Yeah, so that was a, a tough time. And I was so ashamed of that, too. That's, like, a big thing, too. We're talking yeah. about, like, shame and everything. Um, yeah, just so ashamed of, of that. Like, I didn't want people to know, you know? Yeah, and so you didn't really talk about it? No, I mm-hmm. really didn't. And then my dad and I have just kind of had a rocky relationship, mm-hmm. and I remember being so embarrassed by that. And yeah. just seeing other people with their dads, and especially just, like, different school events when you bring your parents and everything like I just didn't have that you know so I just felt a lot of shame and just felt like I couldn't talk about it okay so what were like the voices in your head telling you at that time obviously that you were different but yeah what were some other maybe like what was the narrative that kept replaying in your mind oh trying to go back in time 
Um, just like broken. Hmm. Yeah, broken. I don't even know if like I just like sadness. Yeah. I don't even know like Yeah. Like voices. I just remember like looking back and just like seeing that yeah. one family and kind of just being sad. Yeah, just yeah. feeling very sad. Also envious too, because I was wanting what they had mm-hmm. and it's so funny now looking back, you just never know what someone else is going through. Know, and you, and not to like make yourself like feel better about, but it's just like right. getting older, you realize like you just never know what yep. someone else is going through. Even if everything looks, seems so yeah, perfect, looks, seems yep. perfect from the outside. Mm-hmm. Everyone has struggles. Everyone right. is walking through something. Right. So, totally. um, and have just learned a lot to not like be ashamed of mm-hmm. my story, you know, yeah. and like understanding God, was still writing it and is still writing it, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, those were like the voices just feeling like, okay, we're kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I don't know, like I'm not good enough. I'm broken. Like why yeah. am I in this situation? Yeah. When, which is hilarious. Cause my mom, I mean, you've met my mom. She's incredible. Oh, like absolutely an amazing family, even yep. with all the, the stuff that went on with my dad yeah. and, and whatnot. It's yeah. I, I feel very, grateful but Mm -hmm. at the time I just couldn't really see you were in the middle of it all yeah what um like what would you say during that time well I think you said you were being bullied and stuff too well yeah Yeah. you totally were like (laughs) we're going back (laughs) to your childhood (laughs) to your childhood home and heard all the stories (laughs) (laughs) let's not revisit this we can't but like let it go well you were being bullied so like what did that look like and I don't know well, yeah. and you were just talking about how you tried to fit in with the popular crowd, but you're kind of the odd one out that <laughs> got bullied. I get it. <laughs> you understand. Yes. Oh, man. I just, I felt so alone. Yeah. I just felt really alone. Yeah. Just trying to find my place. And mm-hmm. I was also very artsy, too. And, and that was kind of hard, you know, like you're from flowery, a small town. You're flowery, too. <laughs> you said flowery? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you shine a light on people? Oh, <laughs> You got your hippie vibes too. You're so funny. So this is gonna be an entertaining podcast, folks. Oh yeah, this is. You're already entertaining me. It's hilarious. (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) Why were you flowery? No, I'm kidding. Uh, It was like, well, you were basically getting bullied. Yeah. Like, what for essentially? And how did it make you feel? It made you feel alone. You were saying. Yeah. Um. I can't really remember what it was for i just remember in sixth grade my mom got us these cell phones that could only call it two numbers my dad and my mom yeah and we could receive text messages mm-hmm. and i just remember like i said i was wanting to be a part of this this girl click they were kind yeah. of known as like the mean girls but i was like oh i just i want to be They're accepted so cool. you know sixth yeah. grade yeah. yeah and that just did not end well right. because they just kind of picked on me I don't really know why but I don't know so I remember this girl sending me my name spelled out as like an acronym put like all these like mean <laughs> things like R is for this like A is for this <laughs> sixth grade who would have thought <laughs> we're like making an acronym or something out of your name yeah I just remember getting texts coming through and I was like okay I guess I'm not a part of this mean girl so I would say that's when bullying started and I think everyone has gotten bullied at some point in their life unless you were in a different way (laughs) I think they got bullied (laughs) that's what I was like oh that's so sad (laughs) it's sad yeah so yeah I would say 
man, this was like ninth grade, stuff started kind of happening. And then, yeah, sophomore year was when it was just not good. There was a girl who I was really close friends with at the time, and she just kind of got pulled into the wrong crowd. You know, at that time, you're just discovering more about yourself and Mm -hmm. everyone wants to feel like accepted and feeling like they fit in and it was really hard at the time because she was like one of my best friends and you just would never expect like one of your best friends Mm -hmm. that age to kind of like turn on you so that was probably one of the most painful experiences with bullying because I was basically getting harassed like when I would go to school yeah um for a good majority you of that time. You changed schools too, right? I did, And like yeah. went to a more artsy yeah, school. Yeah, I went to more artsy school. Okay. And, and it was good for like that first semester that I was mm-hmm. there and I was like really close yeah. with that girl. And I would say the bullying, it only lasted for like the second, mainly like the second semester okay. is when that started happening. Um, but yeah, I just remember coming home and like bawling my eyes out to like all that stuff that was going on with my family on top yeah. of that. And it just was not good. Like I remember telling my mom, like I didn't want to go to school some mm. days just because like they were just being so, so mean, mean yeah. um, just to be mean. Yeah. Um, and, and girls sometimes can just <laughs> be mean. Yeah. And sometimes people don't understand because they're like, well, did you do something? Like, why right. is that? But I think just cause of who you were, I don't, I don't know. I still to. don't, I still don't know at this point. I don't think she knew what I was really going through at the time. I don't think she really cared. I just think, unfortunately I'm not trying to like give an excuse for it, but I could just see where she got pulled into the wrong crowd and yeah. they, they were just kind of mean mm-hmm. mean girls and just wanted to be mean to other people yeah because so um yeah that was going on on top of like the family stuff but what was really cool is there were some seniors at that school that kind of saw what was going on yep. and that was really beautiful because for so long I just felt like no one really had my back when that stuff would go on okay. and also because I was such a people pleaser I was just kind of like take it and I think because people like oh it's Rachel Mm. she's not gonna ever retaliate or like do anything they just kind of like walk all over you Mm -hmm. and I kind of like allowed some of that yeah to happen too I just didn't really know any better but it was really beautiful because these seniors saw what was going on and they essentially were the ones that like put a stop to it which was really cool so that was yeah a pretty pretty amazing thing is that when you like really built up um I guess a backbone they call it, right? Like, is that when you really built a backbone and like you started standing up for yourself and stuff? I would say it wasn't until college actually when that started happening. But yeah, I just remember when they stood up for me, I was like, oh wow, like Mm -hmm. this is really awesome. And I just started discovering at that time, like more of, yeah, of um, who I was and just like the people that I wanted to surround myself with Mm -hmm. and stuff. Because I think to being a people pleaser, you can tend to, just like hang around people that might not be the healthiest for you and that take advantage of you. And I kind of experienced some of that even after that situation. Sometimes like when you go through something that's not great at first, you, you tend to like go through that again, Again. you know, and just allow people, yeah, to kind of treat you that way. And I realized like, I don't want to have unhealthy relationships like that. Like that's not what a good friend is. They don't make fun of you. They don't like put you through the ring or like that you know and um yeah that's just not healthy so right when would you say like maybe talk about the time when you I guess maybe when all of this like started coming down well okay like yeah I think oftentimes before we have a big breakthrough in life we have to have a big breakdown yeah so 
What did that look like for you? And was yeah. it maybe one event or was it a series of events? Yeah, I would say it was a series of events okay. for sure in college. It was like okay. probably the the biggest um, like realization, I yeah. guess, of everything that was kind of going on inside mm-hmm. of me and and whatnot. But I started going to counseling, which yeah. has been amazing and I'm still in it yeah today and I love yeah. it it's been wonderful and I I remember at the time just being so like ashamed to even say yeah. that I was in counseling I mean you know you, you probably understand yeah. too because yeah not a lot of people have liked to talk about that but I yeah. think it's one of the most beautiful things and I think when I was 15 and first started going I'm pretty sure I started calling it like a doctor instead yeah. of Yes. A therapist because I was like, oh, I don't want people yes. to know the real thing. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to therapy. <laughs> Woo Because I'm like, I get to get out of school and like go <laughs> get lunch out and talk about my feelings. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Therapy. Oh, gosh. That's. <laughs> Therapy's a wild ride. Oh, it is a wild ride for sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Yeah. I was in it for a period of time okay. um, when I was like 12 or 13, but we were just like, get us the heck out of here. Yeah. you're young you're like I don't want to be in this when you're older it's like oh wow this is a really hard thing but it's it's so So worth it yeah so yeah I started going to therapy in college because there was an event that kind of happened um something that went down like with my dad and I and like we just weren't really speaking much and and whatnot and I remember just feeling a lot of anxiety because that was a time when we were trying to like work on our relationship and whatnot but I was just feeling super anxious and it's like, you know what, I feel like I need to go and talk to someone. And I remember mm-hmm. telling my mother this, who is just an angel. Mm-hmm. She was very helpful during that time because I remember I remember going back just it, it being such a dark time. I remember mm-hmm. I was not able to get out of bed. And that was like the first time that I felt like I couldn't even get Live out. Life. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even function. get out of Yeah, function. Yeah. And that was really scary because I'm I'm typically like I don't know. I would yeah. say like an optimistic person, right. even when difficult things have happened, like I've tend to just be like, Oh, it's okay. Which I think is an also, I would say a problem, but it's not always the healthiest the because yep. I was always just like, Oh, everything's okay all the time because right. I had to keep it together for my family, right. for other people, right. you know, and just act like nothing was wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, during that time when that happened, my mom like helped me find a, a good counselor just mm-hmm. to go, talk to because it's like I really need to talk to someone yeah. and um through several other like series of events I just started discovering a lot of like these deep wounds that were there and kind of why I was doing the things that yeah. I was doing and why I became such a people pleaser and yes. how much like my heart was suffocating mm-hmm. because I was just ignoring it for so long right. and you're ignoring your needs yeah mm-hmm. and that can become incredibly unhealthy yeah for a while like if you don't deal with it so yeah counseling really helps and I really feel like the Lord used that to shine a light on things that needed to come up and be dealt with and it sounds so simple you Mm -hmm. know but it can be it can be really hard but it's it like I said it's so worth it in the end because not a lot of people are willing to take that journey sometimes they're like face face what they're going through what they're when they're going through Yeah. yeah so counseling was really like the what brought like the awakening in your life? I would say so. Yeah. Counseling for sure. And okay. then like some mentors and stuff like that, okay. that were placed in my life to kind of help, help me through mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, honestly, like counseling Dude. and therapy was, was very helpful. Yeah. And 
and um just like diving in deeper in my relationship with the Lord too. Like mm. truly, I really believe like he uses people as well. And like I said, counseling my, my mom too. Yeah. And then even, um, my friends. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And then like when you had to face all of this, how did it feel at first? Like, was it a little too exposing? Because that, I think that's what happened for me. Like mm-hmm. when all of my lies were exposed in my life, like I felt so alone because for the first time in my life, I had to feel and oh, yeah and like also just really sit in what I was going through and I couldn't pretend anymore mm. so did you sort of have a similar experience oh absolutely Where you just felt like absolutely. oh gosh this kind of sucks and like yes. I'm alone yes I understand <laughs> because what yes. I, I had mentioned earlier this is a, a, a big thing that I've realized about myself like yeah. I just would act like everything was fine all the time just because there was so much chaos that was going on right with my family at the time and just all that, like just everything's okay. Like I'm superhuman and nothing bothers me. So I just ignored my own feelings. Mm -hmm. So yes, it was very hard. And there's still moments when I go into therapy and my therapist can like, (laughs) (laughs) she knows I'm like, I'm good. Like why I'm I'm great. It's like, wait, I'm actually, hold on. I need to take a moment and be like, Oh, I, and it, it was silly to me at first because I'm like, okay, what the heck? But it actually yeah. is really works. Like, oh, I'm actually feeling sad mm-hmm. or I'm feeling angry. And I thought yep. that that was a bad thing to right. feel. I think it's all what you then choose to do with it. But yep. like it's totally to normalize those emotions and be like, hey, this actually is a part, of, part being, of life. Yeah, life, yeah. a human being and not a robot. Yeah. And I'm not perfect but for right. so long it was like oh, i just have to keep everything together right. so it was it was hard because i actually had to start feeling okay things yep so talk about like when you finally started feeling things then and you really started to own it so what was the difference between like the old rachel and i wouldn't even say like the new rachel quite yet but like yeah the transition phase does that make sense like yeah how are you shifting as a person which I kind of feel like you're already touching on this, but if there's maybe more to add to it. Yeah. Oh, um, that's a really good question. I would say, I know we can hear this phrase a lot. Like it's okay to not be okay. Or like, it's okay to not have it all together Mm -hmm. and figure it out. I just think being open and willing to go on a journey where you may have to be like, self-reflective yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um to to do so just because I wasn't for so long and I think when you're a child like it's kind of hard too because yeah your brain's still developing you're just you're going through a lot oh yeah in life and and whatnot but yeah just how important it is like if if you want to go to counseling, like it's mm-hmm. not a weird thing to do so or to to talk to someone. I think it's just sort of like, Forgetting. who are you, like becoming in this transition period? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like one you were aware of who you were and the things yeah. you were going through, so you became aware. That's yeah. big. Um, and then probably like strong. Yeah. Because you were finally starting to deal with things, so you're becoming resilient. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say say that just becoming more aware, um, and then also like 
not to be ashamed of those parts of my story and yeah. that oh yeah talk about that. yeah like how you started owning it to other people yeah definitely well first realizing that I wasn't alone mm-hmm. because I think so many of us can feel like we're alone and yep. that no one else has ever felt this way or is going through this or um like when I felt alone I was like oh if I speak out about this you know people are gonna think I'm weird or mm-hmm. um yeah I just didn't really know how to deal with it yeah. but just reminding people to like no matter what is going on in their current situation that it doesn't always have to stay like that and that you can overcome so I think for a while I was like oh how am I gonna kind of overcome some of these things but just embracing Hmm. it and working through things and acknowledging my feelings which again sounds so simple but like just even acknowledging is a is a big thing like hey I'm going through this or I'm feeling sad or talking to a trusted friend um can be so helpful just with like let's becoming more comfortable in who you are and not being scared to like share those things so yeah so really becoming courageous because you were starting to own it and talk about it with other people and how did you see that that like was affecting the people around you too as you were sharing things with them like what how did those relationships change and like how did maybe even they change as a person oh I think how did my it inspire re- them oh man I feel like they've inspired me you've inspired me my relationships have just <laughs> have gotten deeper yeah for sure um less surface level and just finding like the right people mm-hmm. like who I can share those things with because I don't think you should just go around and like share every single thing about your life which is whoever that has to be earned and gained and and trust but I remember just keeping people at a distance and always like pouring into other people wanting to encourage them but never really letting anyone in giving close yeah you would pour out but you wouldn't receive anything yeah 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 totally and um like I said you shouldn't share everything with everyone but like there are certain people like you should let into your life like yeah it's a lonely life when you're not doing it with other people Mm -hmm. so I was just so scared of that because I didn't want to be hurt and I also didn't want people I think there was a thought that was like oh people they really saw like the true me they wouldn't actually like me because I would be too much or like right you'd be a burden yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I would say God's just really brought a lot of incredible totally people in my life women in my life you you're amazing that have just really (laughs) y'all you guys have inspired me truly just to become more comfortable in who god's Mm. created me to be and we need each other you know when you find people that are going to encourage you in your walk with the lord and also remind you that you're not alone in what you're going through so i feel like if anything i've been really inspired by by my friends um you asked how i inspired them i'm like i don't know you You guys have inspired me (laughs) seriously yeah so true so how is like everything that you've gone through really influenced your music especially right now yeah because i feel like it's super different than a lot of other people's music oh thank you for the better (laughs) thanks for the better rachel (laughs) thank you (laughs) i'm trying to answer this without laughing you're hilarious (laughs) so i would say just even when i when I'm songwriting just to be more real and vulnerable because mm-hmm. for a while I just kind of struggled doing that. But yeah, just being more, more open um, with what I'm writing and mm-hmm. reminding people like they're not alone and what they're yeah. going through. And 
even though their situation might feel very dark or very difficult, like they can't overcome to just keep pressing on because there is light at the end of it. Like it's not going to stay that way forever because like I said earlier, I, I remember feeling at times in my life where I just felt like I didn't know like yeah. if there was, was going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah, if there was. And, um, my faith is really important to me and mm-hmm. my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he has really helped me, not only me and my family just kind of get, get through these difficult times. So I just want to rem- remind people, first off, they're not alone and yeah. that he is with you in the midst of it, even when you feel totally. so alone. And so that's, mm-hmm. I want, I want people to be reminded of that and also to feel like hope, but I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to just release music where it's always just like positive all the time. And like, yep, nothing is ever wrong in my life or anything because that's just not real life, you know? So I want people to feel like there is like a heaviness to some of it, but there's also hope in the midst of it, you know? Dude, when I think of your music, I actually said this to one of my other friends the other day who, I think has very similar songwriting and like the vibe of her music. But when I listen to your music, it helps me to like feel the pain that I need to feel, which is great. Cause like you want music to help you express what you're going through. But then it also like the flip side of that is it does that for half of it. And then the other half like is the hope of God at the end of it. So you always, you feel your pain and then you have like the uplifting message where you're like, okay, but God is with me yeah. or like God can overcome any of these circumstances for me. He's fighting my battles for me, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like you have both of those messages in your music, which I think is like so important. And maybe it's not like as radio friendly necessarily as like some other people's because it's not all this like super inspiring, uplifting, and that's it message. Mm-hmm. Like it talks about pain. And I think that there's just a lot of, music out there that doesn't really want to touch on that because yeah I don't know if people know that they want that you know so I think that that's great that you're challenging people to see like hey this this is really a good thing and this is what you should want and maybe it is what you do want you just don't know that you want it so yeah like your music your music just helps me to feel Mm, which is great awesome and then gives me hope at the end of that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing that yeah totally encouraging yeah so Yeah, with that, I mean, like, when you feel like maybe you are going to fall back into, like, let's just say people-pleasing or, like, maybe thinking that your story is, like, too dark to talk about or that you don't Mm -hmm. have a voice, what do you do to, like, encourage yourself or, like, what do you do to get back in the right mindset? Yeah. Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, well, definitely just checking in because, like, checking in with myself because I can tell when that's coming up, I've gotten very familiar with what that's like and just working through that and being like, Oh, recognize it quickly, just recognizing it and noticing in the moment when it's kind of happening. Mm -hmm. So that's been very helpful. And then deciding, okay, like how am I going to choose to respond rather than what I've just been so used to defaulting to. So that's just like a lot of the work that I've been doing Mm -hmm. and then being able just to, um make a decision yeah from there totally okay and then um who would you say has been like really holding you up throughout all this just throughout like throughout life every (laughs) like 
every yeah sure everything that you've like really been going through in your life like who has been sort of that rock for you like person person person, god any anything anybody definitely the lord Mm -hmm. i mean i i honestly don't know what i would do without having a relationship Mm -hmm. with the lord so for sure jesus and then my mom Mm -hmm. too she's really been there through the highs and the lows she's seen me at my best she's seen me at my worst and she has truly shown me what unconditional love looks like and seeing like I said the the best parts me and the worst parts Mm -hmm. and being so consistent and not just abandoning me like when um yeah things got being consistent hard yeah Mm -hmm. so she is seriously an angel on earth like the closest thing I'm like my mother (laughs) Yeah. And then also my friends, like I said, yep. and you being one of them. So thank you. you We're guys the true are lads. The true lads. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows what that means. So basically we call our group of friends the true lads. We don't really yeah. know why, but yeah. you like to call people lads. So I guess that's... <laughs> Instead of encouragement, we say lad, lad courage. We're going to give some people <laughs> lad encouragement today with this podcast. Yes. Yeah, but truly, yes. you guys are an inspiration. Um, surround yourself around great people. Totally. I couldn't agree more. The champion you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That know your light for you. Ooh! Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Which you do for other people, That's you. Seriously. That's you. You. You remind people of who they are. (laughs) That's so you. You do that, too. You literally call people. Okay, we're done. (laughs) Okay. And then final question would be... No, not final. Sorry, folks. Not final. But I will ask, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what would be like an inspirational quote or a Bible verse or a story that you feel like has really connected with your own journey in life or that has really given you hope? Mm. Well, I have one on my phone. Wow. <laughs> it's like we didn't prepare for yes, this beforehand. Exactly. I'm like, well, you can definitely think of some experiences. That was the worst wink in the sure. world. But I this, mean, oh, wow. I was winking at the camera. Wow, this is the most like raw I've ever been on a podcast. So that's great. I love that for you. (laughs) I love it for me too. All right, go. Okay. So I really I love C.S. Lewis, and uh, he just says life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace and difficulties. Not immune from difficulties. Ooh, is not immunity. And that's the real life when you can go through crap, and then you can also just be like yes like yeah. I it's not that I feel powerful but like I have this beautiful hope yes. with me it's not the end yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally okay that's great C.S. Lewis <laughs> yes C.S. Lewis my yeah, man it's great <laughs> is he really your man do you love okay. I mean I liked near Christianity oh yeah I only got I haven't way through the book oh, I haven't read but. screw tape letters or Oh, yeah, I'm reading that right now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say that. And then, yeah, just the people that have surrounded me that have just reminded me, like, I can't stress enough how important it is to find people that champion you, that mm-hmm. also call you out when yeah. you're not acting yeah, yeah. right, which is important. You don't just mm-hmm. want to surround yourself around people that just tell you everything you want to hear all the right. time. You want someone Absolutely. that's going to do tough love. And mm-hmm. I am so thankful to God that he yeah. brought those people in my life, but I also had to allow it too. Ooh. So yes. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. So allowing those people to come in Yeah. and um, yeah, I, I could think of countless experiences, but we'd be here for 
for a couple hours. hours. Yeah. So five specifically. Thanks to my friends. Thanks to my mom. Thanks to the lads and the lad encouragement. (laughs) Thanks, Anne. (laughs) To the lads. (laughs) Yes. And last question though, who would you say Rachel Nemiroff, which I keep getting your name right finally? Yes. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Who would you say Rachel Nemiroff is now that you've unlocked your freedom? Oh, I would say I feel like I'm more bold, which, Mm. um, yeah, has not always been the thing. So Mm -hmm. even though I can seem like soft-spoken and laid back, I feel like there's a boldness that's there that wasn't there before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you've seen it. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. We aren't talking about that, but... (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't want to sound bad. Um, boldness, I would say I definitely have a lot more courage and just feeling more comfortable in who God's created me to be, like more yeah. comfortable in my skin, more comfortable with who I am, my story. And I know this might sound cliche, but I feel freer than ever. Yes. <laughs> I really, I really you do. feel freedom. I do. Like, I don't feel. Again, like there's times where certain things come up where I can notice like, oh, I'm people pleasing yeah. or whatnot. Like there's still those tendencies, but I don't feel like bound by that anymore because right. I can recognize and identify when it's coming up. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, that's, that was like childlike Rachel, you yeah. know, doing some of that stuff. So, so like the yeah. chains have been broken off and yes. you unlocked your freedom. Unlocked my freedom, boldness, courage, just feeling freer than ever. And yeah. feeling like I have a voice and that I yeah. can speak up. Yep. Um, speak mm-hmm. up for myself, speak up for others. And yeah. Yeah. So good. So freaking good. I love that. So where can people find you on social media? Yeah. At Rachel Nimroff. All right. We will put that in the, not the description. What do you call it? We'll display it on the screen <laughs> so that it's easy for people to find you. Amazing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, Talking about too. your life, your life story bullying and how that really impacted you and just talking about like how you've even though you're like still sort of in the midst of some of this like you really are just talking about how you're owning everything in your life and I think that's so important like say this every single podcast but that is the theme of the podcast is like talking about the things that you're going through and that you haven't necessarily fully overcome Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily being vulnerable but it's like just talking about things as they're happening and owning it if that makes sense yeah so i just want to thank you for doing that well thank you so much seriously so grateful for you your friendship so grateful so excited laddie d laddie them (laughs) if you want more life-giving conversations like what you heard today with my good friend rachel nemeroff then you should click the big red subscribe button also go and follow me on instagram dm me let's chat you will find some very weird, wild, and hopefully inspirational content. Right, Rachel? On my yes. Instagram? <laughs> hopefully. True. Go follow me. It's The Rage Boss. You'll find some wild content. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, folks. Till then, goodbye. Bye.